Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, September 25th, and it is Yom Kippur. And I'm not proud of that as a Jew, but... I'm here. I am here. Daily Dose of Donna never quits, never stops, because we've got some things to talk about today, you guys. We've got some big things to talk about. Those of you that are new here, welcome to the show. I go live five days a week over on TikTok. And of course, the show is on YouTube and all your pod- podcast audio apps. Now, I am officially... Um, I officially have video on Spotify. So that is not an easy get, by the way. I am now able to get my videos uploaded to your Spotify app. So if you are, for example, watching on YouTube and you're sick of getting ads, you can go over to Spotify and you can watch over there and download the show to your phone and then no ads whatsoever. So thank you guys so much for your support. And of course, leaving a five-star review or rating and a review anywhere you listen always helps the show so much. But we've like, forget all that. We've got to get into some big stories. Okay. Some big stories. And I can't not start with the double T. The double T from the weekend, and the reason why I have to talk about it is not because I am that obsessed with it. I'm going to be honest, and I said it already. I'm not going to be the most popular here because a lot of you guys are obsessed, and you know I love Taylor Swift. You know I went to her concert. You know I'm obsessed with her music, and I really love like the whole experience of like how do you how do you describe it like the the swifty experience and the easter eggs and the fun things like that i love her for that reason but you guys some of you guys really you know everything about taylor and on my facebook group daily dose of donna which by the way why aren't you joining make sure to get in there daily dose of donna facebook group was blowing up yesterday on football sunday because our little girl taylor swift was spotted was spotted in the box with Travis Kelsey's mother, Donna Kelsey. Travis Kelsey plays. Well, I've learned all this, you guys. I'm I'm now, I'm basically ESPN. Right now, I'm basically ESPN. Um, Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He became a very well-known name, not because you know, obviously he's a very popular football player and he's been playing for a long time, but he also has a brother that is, is a player on, I want to say the Eagles don't at me if I do it wrong. Um, and if I said that wrong and last year they did play opposite each other in the Super Bowl, the Kansas city chiefs did take home the Super Bowl win. And it was the sweetest thing because Donna Kelsey, (laughs) who anytime you have a mom named Donna, right? Donna Kelsey was Um, just living her best life, right? She she had two of her kids, her two boys playing in the Super Bowl opposite each other. Like, can you get better than that? You can't. Can't get better than that. 
So Travis is single. And they have a reality show that I have not watched and they have a podcast that I have not listened to. So if, you, if you're if you wondering if I am your, your knowledgeable things for all things, Travis Kelsey, you're in the wrong space. But, but when Taylor Swift gets pulled into the, into the ring, we've got to all pay attention. So there's been rumors circling. A few months ago, Travis went to an era's tour show. That's Taylor Swift show and went and, um, and I guess shot his shot by doing a friendship bracelet. So when you go to these Taylor Swift shows, everyone has these friendship bracelets and everyone trades the bracelets and shout out to Sarah, who is one of my moderators in my Facebook group. She's an amazing doser and she sent me the most beautiful, amazing friendship bracelets for when I went to the show and I didn't give them away. I was like, I'm not trading these out. I'm keeping these for myself. Anyway, he apparently liked Taylor enough so that he put his phone number on his friendship bracelet and got it to her backstage because she wasn't meeting people backstage. Well, it worked, apparently. Looks like it worked. And the football guys have been kind of, you know, playing around with the idea. They've been sending out like some little uh, hints Hence, I can say, like, his, his brother was interviewed the other day and he was like, no, I think they're happy, you know. But then he would go back and be like, no, I don't know if anything's happening. But Sunday, Sunday, we saw proof. Because not only was tra- was uh, Taylor at the game, but she was, of course, in a box, but she was with the mom. She was with his mom. And they were having fun and they were laughing. And then later she was, you know, sitting with some younger kids. I don't know if it were her friends, his friends, family, whatever. Um, allegedly, she ate chicken tenders with ketchup and seemingly ranch. This is these are the the kinds of articles that are coming out. It was it was crazy. It was like so people were dying over her. Now All right. After the game, oh, by the way, she was so super into the game. They had a blowout. Now, you guys know my husband is Chicago. Lance is a Chicago born and bred like guy. He loves the Cubs. He loves the Bears. This was a this was a little challenge in our home, okay? Because all of a sudden I said, I am no longer a Bears fan. I'm a Chiefs fan until they break up. Okay. So sorry. Sorry, hubby. I'm moving on to Chiefs. And not only that, they kicked butt. So a couple things have come out of this. And Meredith Lynch, shout out Meredith Lynch, who has been on my podcast before. She's a big TikTok creator. And she had a post today where she talked about this. And I think this is a really interesting take on on this whole experience. Whenever you have a celebrity female, i.e., Jessica Simpson, Kardashians, who's dating an athlete, a professional athlete, whether it's NBA, NFL, I don't know. I'm sure there's Major League Baseball, but I feel like mostly it's NBA and NFL. What happens is a lot of eyes go on the girl. And that's a lot of positive eyes, like the ones that, you know, I was seeing in my in my Facebook group, which are a bunch of girls saying, like, this is the cutest thing ever. Oh my God, she's so into it. Look at her. She's like yelling one time when he um he caught the ball in the, in the, you guys watch how good I am at football. He caught the ball in the end zone and he got a touchdown. And then he did this like really cute Superman, let's go little dance. And then they pan to Taylor and she's up in the 
um, stands and she's like, let's effing go. She didn't say effing. I'm just trying to keep it a little bit more PG where where I possibly can. And she is yelling and she's banging on the glass and she's having so much fun. So two reactions to this. You get the reaction of one person that says, oh my gosh, this is so cute. She's so supportive. She's loving him. She's like really into him. She's with the mom. Wow, this is the best thing ever. Like America's superstars collide, right? And as Sarah says, American Revolution 2.0, don't really know what that means, but I imagine this is like a, 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 a nod to a song of hers. She also has another song where she sings something about you're 89 and I'm 87, which I think that's what she sings, which is crazy because he's number 87. She's 1989 is her album that she's redoing and coming out. Like there's a lot of Easter eggs that always seem to kind of come together. Everyone's saying she was the original mastermind. She came up with this plan. Now, there's also those naysayers already that are saying Meredith Lynch shouted out someone that DM'd her that said oh my God, she was so over the top banging on the glass and screaming and basically saying that it was kind of a negative, a negative connotation. Okay. Apparently American Revolution 2.0 because she was dating Brits for a while. So now she's back in the, in the American stage. So people are going to now be watching like this with binoculars on Taylor Swift because Travis's performance on this team is now going to be based on Taylor Swift. And that's just the way these things work, which really sucks. Meaning if Taylor Swift was there at the game yesterday and just say the Bears pulled a win out and Travis completely, you know, fell apart and, you know, didn't do well, who do you think would be blamed? It wouldn't be Travis. It would be Taylor. If I think this worked out for their benefit for this first game, because I, and I, you think I'm crazy, but I really do think they knew they were going to win. Because I apparently, according to my husband, the Bears are not doing very well at this moment. And so I think that there was something where he said, okay, if you're going to come to any game, come to the game that I know we're going to win. It's a home game. I know we're going to win, et cetera. Yes. A lot of you guys saying, a la Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo, and this has happened with the Kardashians and their te- the guys that they're dating. This is just literally how it works. Excuse me, Sarah. I just saw a comment saying bears haven't been good since 1985. Hmm. I went to a bears game last September in Chicago with my boys, with my husband and my two kids. It was the best freaking most fun day of my life. I never thought I would have fun at a football game. I always thought like baseball games I kind of get, but I'm like Bears game, like a football game feels like it's so hard to find the ball. You're high up. We were like, we had, you know, high seats. The most fun game ever. It was sunny. We were drinking beers. We were eating all the food. Like we had the best time. Anyway, I like the Bears. Unfortunately, (laughs) Their scores don't show that, but this is not a this is not a uh, sports podcast. Anyway, we'll have to see what happens. Allegedly, according to a TikTok user, Taylor Swift left with. We saw this footage. If you guys haven't seen it, it's everywhere. It's like a two second clip of Travis Kelsey dressed like, um, you know, tie dye blue and white, like he is in Color Me Bad or something from the nineties. Like it was the weirdest outfit, and um, Taylor Swift walking with him. And she sees a camera guy who was like, hey, hey, and she's like, hey, how are you? Or whatever. And they walk through. Okay. 
I'm going to be 100% honest and please don't hate me. Please, please, please give me the benefit of the doubt. I don't see the chemistry. I don't feel like they are just like, you know, can't get their hands off of each other type of chemistry. I don't feel that. I could be wrong. Maybe they're having the most insane you know what. But for me, she feels... I just can't see her with a football player. I just can't see it, guys. I feel like she is a artist. Like she needs to be with like a creative, not like a boy. Now, a lot of you guys are disagreeing with me. See, I knew you would. And don't tell me that it's because I don't like her. I love Taylor. And you know what? Now I'm a Travis fan. But I'm just so curious. I guess they went into a restaurant. This is according to a user. This feels a little crazy. But if this happened, then this happened, I guess, where she went to a restaurant. They went to a restaurant after the game and uh, allegedly Taylor Swift paid for everyone to to clear out the restaurant and leave, which I don't know. We'll have to see. So a lot of you guys have really good topics like that you're bringing up. I think she needs someone who isn't bothered by her fame and accomplishments, Sarah said. Um, Kellen said, I wouldn't be all over someone I started dating by being all over them in public. Like, Obviously, they just started dating. But you know what else is kind of interesting? Um, I've never seen, like, how did that camera guy get, it looked like they were in the locker room. How did that happen? Like, how are they showing up so publicly? I don't know. I just find it very interesting. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see if this is actually something. I think I'm just gonna, I'm just going to speak as a girl as a girl, and I'm sure men out there feel the same way. I like to be wanted. Like it feels good when you know someone likes you. And there's possibly a part of her that felt like, wow, this guy who's like America's football player, who's hot AF, let's be honest. And he has, you know, all the success. Seems like he comes from a good family and he's into me. Let's go for it, right? Like you can't get more of a publicity couple, even if it's for real. So we'll have to see what's going on. Okay. Sarah says their vibe in his car was different. Sarah send it or post it on the Facebook group. I need to see this car video. I did not see it. All right. So let's keep it going. You guys, we, um, we had to just bring that up and you know what? Good for Taylor. I want someone to like, Oh God, this is going to sound so bad, but I feel like Taylor is kind of uptight in a lot of ways. Like she's a perfectionist in so many ways. She has to be, she's a workaholic. This could be totally wrong, but this is just my vibe from watching her documentaries and stuff. And I then saw a, a clip someone posted on TikTok last night from, I don't know when this was, but on Watch What Happens Live, he was on with Ramona Singer of all people. And Ramona was asking him questions about his dating deal breakers. And he said, dating deal breakers, if we're not having sex by the third date, it's a deal breaker. So I'm assuming they're, you know what? Then he said, oral sex. If he's not getting oral sex, it's a deal breaker. So we already know what's happening after hours between Travis and Taylor. And I just can't picture it. I just can't picture it. You guys, I can't. Taylor is like, I picture her like wanting to cuddle with cats and like paint on color me mine pottery and drink, you know, like apple cider by a fire and eat s'mores. Like, I just don't see them like that. Okay. Let's move on. Good for Taylor. Good for Taylor. 
Maybe, yeah, that's so true. Uh, Lori says that's with a normal girl, not Taylor Swift. Maybe Taylor can just like skate past all of that because she's Taylor Swift. Like if he's like, hey, why aren't you, you know what? And she's like, bitch, I like sold out 5 million stadiums. Like I don't need to do that. That's what I would do, right? That's what I would do. Okay, let's keep it going. You guys, Real Houses of New Jersey gives us the drama even when we're not in season. Well, shockingly, this is how these all these shows work, right? All these show, shows are giving us the drama before the show actually airs. We're waiting desperately to see what happens on Beverly Hills with Kyle and Mauricio and Morgan. Well, I don't know if you guys are. Um, of course, we had the scandal of it all, the summer house. Now we're desperately waiting to see what's going on with Carla and Lindsay. And then, of course... Real Houses in New Jersey, Danielle Cabral and Jen Aiden apparently got into some huge altercation at a party. Teresa had a party about Tulum. It was like a Tulum theme. And um, which, oh my gosh, Tulum. We were just in Tulum over on Real Houses of OC. So much to talk about. Okay. They got in a huge fight. Danielle let her freak flag fly and apparently threw a glass, they, they say, upside on Jen Aiden. She was bleeding. There was blood. There will be blood. And now apparently they're on pause. Like Chef Stu and Jeff, they're on pause. So we don't really know exactly what's happening. We'll see what happens. Danielle Cabral is like a little bit of a hothead. I, 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 the second I found out that Danielle Cabral has auditioned and been on like six reality shows before this one makes me a little bit off. You know what I mean? Anytime I hear someone's like tried the reality show circuit, like they've gone on the circuit and then they land there. Mm, no, you're not genuine. Not genuine. So we'll see what happens. They used to be close. They used to be on the same side. It was like Danielle, Jen, and Teresa. And now obviously shit happens. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh, another little like random little tidbit here. Sandoval. Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules was uh, interviewed on Extra at the iHeart Radio Festival, I guess. And someone asked him about living with Ariana Maddox, his girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend. They're, they still live in this house, house together, I know, to Bethany's chagrin. Bethany's out there panicking over this. Apparently, they um, – Sandoval said, we, I think we'll probably be living together a year from now still. Huh? I'm sorry, what? You, you think you're going to still be living together in 2024? End of it? Why? Why are we doing that, guys? Come on, Sandy. Come on, Ariana. Let's figure something out by then. Ariana, speaking of, is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. It's official. Dancing with the Stars is back on the Writers Guild and the AMTPTP. Um, I don't have the article in front of me, but basically the strike for the writers is now has now come to an end. It's not official, official. They still have to get authorizations. They still have to get a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hoops that they still have to go through, but Dancing with the Stars is officially back on. And, you know, I spent the morning, I dropped off my son at his friend's house and his dad is a TV writer. And we, we chatted about this for a bit. And he said that like, people are just going crazy at the writers because what happens is lots of deals were purchased or on hold right before the strike started, which was like what, 170 days ago or something like that. And then now that the strike is officially or 
basically done, they're going to start to immediately like get through all these deals and it's just, it's going to be wild. So everyone is trying to get production to start back up. We still don't have actors though, but that's okay. The writers need to start before the actors in these cases. And I think SAG will be around the corner is from what I'm hearing from all these people. Um, But yes, Dancing with the Stars is tomorrow night and your girl will be in attendance. I have a VIP ticket. I don't know what that means. I better be camera ready. They tell you if you go to the um if you go to the live taping, it's so funny. They were like, you need to dress to impress. Pretend you're going to a this is a glamorous event. You must look beautiful. I was like, oh my God. Can you imagine I show up in a prom dress with an updo? I just want to be sat behind Kyle Richards so that I can just be like this in the background every time they go to Kyle. Lance believes Kyle Richards will be there. I believe she would be stupid not to, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm going in a prom dress. No, I'm not. I, I'm really not. I'm like, can I just wear nice a nice top and jeans? Like, really? I have to wear a dress? The long gloves, of tiara. Oh my gosh, you guys, for real. What if I did go with a full face of makeup, long gloves, like eyelashes, you know, like bedazzled hair, a long sweeping gown and like a clutch. (laughs) And then I was next to like someone from the Midwest who was just visiting and like randomly got a Dancing with the Stars ticket and they were in overalls. Like they were in this outfit. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, Lance will be there too. I don't know what he's shooting. He doesn't show the, shoot the actual live show. He shoots like behind the scenes stuff and, you know, pre and post or whatever. So I don't know if we're going to actually be seeing Lance, but it will be really fun when we go. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, so I'll obviously let you guys know how that is and like how many absolutely we hear from Mauricio's throughout the course of the, the evening. Okay. You guys, last night was a crazy, crazy, amazing TV night, as Sundays are. I want to talk about two shows from last night, but I also really want to hit up Love is Blind, okay? So I'll start with, let's start with Roni. Roni, Sister Wives, Love is Blind. Are we ready? Tell me on the live and tell me here in comments, you guys, are you watching all three of these shows? Love is Blind, the way that they work for season five. Number one, I want to remind you, they shot season five right after, they shot it right after like back to back to season four. That was like the Kwame season. Remember? Zach and Bliss. Are Kwame and Chelsea still together? Someone please tell me if they are. So they are, okay. So Love is Blind, first four episodes air, and that's a bingeable show. If You can't watch one and then like walk away. You got to watch all four within hopefully 24 hours. So you become so immersed in the story. You become so obsessed in the story. And you realize that at the end, okay, they're still together. You realize at the end of the four episodes that we've got two crazies in the group. We've got two cuckoo heads in the group of Love is Blind. This is just my opinion. Please don't, you know, no cease and desist on this end. We got a problem. And those two problems are Lydia and Johnny. What's up? Lydia is this Puerto Rican kind of wild child girl that falls in love with every single guy that she was in a room with, right? So every I, my feeling from her was that she would go into every single date being like, we're getting married, right? 
and then it would it would eliminate, right? Like they would say, no, 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 I'm not into her. And then she would go to another and she'd be like, but we're getting married, right? Like you're the one, you're the one. He's like, you don't even know my name. She's like, it's okay. I know, I know, but I, you're the one. You're the one I want to end up with. So she originally wanted this guy, Izzy, so freaking cute but he ended up falling for someone else. And so he kind of broke things off with her. And then she ended up going after, um, was there another one after Izzy or if it was just Izzy? I feel like she ended up with Milton. Now Milton is, I'm trying to like explain this to you guys, for those of you that haven't watched it. Milton is seven feet tall. Okay. He's seven feet tall with an overbite. Okay. And, and so sweet. So sweet, but like kind of goofy. I would say kind of kind of goofy looking, right? He's tender. Okay. He's sweet. 24 years old, right? 24 years old. And she, I think, just said, like, shit, I'm not, you know, I'm not getting anyone here. So I'm going for Milton. He's like, why would you want to be with me? She's like, 30. Why would you want to be with me? And she's like, I love you. You and I, I see us together for the rest of our lives. He's like, what's my last name? She goes, it doesn't matter. Just kidding. They didn't have that conversation. But she has absolutely no interest in being with Milton. She just wants, someone just called it right here. Jenny just called it. She's just trying to get to the next phase. She just wants that trip. She wants to end up with Uche. Now, who is Uche? Am I saying it right or is it Uchi? I think it's Uche. Uche is another guy who's on the show, and this is the big twist, is that he, we only found this out a few episodes in, but he goes into the pod, and I guess day one, date 10, Lydia comes in, they start talking, and she says, um, she says, Uche, are you, and she all of a sudden rattles off all these facts about him. He goes, huh, who are you? And she goes, I know you from outside the pods. This was the weirdest sentence, by the way, when she said that. Because no shit, no shit. He's like, you do? She's already said his last name, what he does for a living, how many, you know, fish he has. And he was like, you know me from outside? Yeah, no shit. That was the weirdest conversation I ever heard. But anyway, I guess they dated. I guess they had like some three-month love affair a few years ago or whatever. But then recently they just had sex again. Um, You know, he was not that into her. I got the feeling, but she was really into him. They had this weird, should we start from zero? No, because we already know each other, the experiment. But then for whatever reason, they just kept it mom. Now, Uche fell in love or Uche has some red flags. Okay. Can we get into Uche for a minute? Uche's got some red flags. Uche meets this girl named Aaliyah, who is the cutest, sweetest girl. She really seems like a very nice, kind girl. Funny enough, she also becomes best friends with Lydia in the in the lounge. Lydia is Uche's ex, but Lydia doesn't tell Aaliyah, hey, by the way, the guy that you're pining for, the guy that you're going on all the dates with, I used to F him. I used to stuff him, right? So they're sitting there and Aaliyah tells Uche, I want you to know that, um, I think he said something. He said something along the lines of, are you, have you ever cheated? And she said, yes, once. And he goes, when? Oh, on my ex. How long ago? Two years ago. The way that this sent him on a tailspin. Now, you guys, I'm just going to be 100% honest. (laughs) Scout's honor. If, like, Lance has cheated before. I've cheated before. I don't look at someone that has cheated on a relationship from, like, before that is, you know, uh, oh, by the way, you guys, when I say this, I mean, like, before. Um, 
I don't look at it as like a situation where you can judge someone so strongly on their future behaviors for things that they've done in the past in relationships that actually didn't work, right? Yes, I have to clarify that. I'm talking about past relationships. Uche held it so against her, the way he made her feel like shit. This is a red flag for me. I have to say, oh my God, you guys all got scared. I'm so sorry. Um, I have to say, the way he judged her was so intense. He was like, wow, wow, you're that kind of girl. Like, that was two years ago. That was like no time. Meanwhile, he's been holding back that he used to F Lydia. It's another glass stones shouldn't throw. No, no. Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Like he's literally holding a secret away from her right now, currently in this moment and freaking out at her and making her feel like garbage because she had a past. Like, and then he was like, how long were you with this guy after? And she said three months, three months. What? I'm sorry. Bye. By Uche, that I turned off from him immediately from that. And then he came in there and he's like, I acted inappropriately and I'm sorry. It feels a little bit, anytime you hear stories like this and you make the girl feel this small for their past behaviors when you know Uche's done his dirty things too. Uche has, actually, I'm going to probably put it on, you know, a strong confirmation that he's probably cheated too, because it's the ones that judge, i.e. a few years ago when Gina, Gina Bador, (laughs) that's the new name, when Gina Kirschenheider on OC got her DUI and then people are finding this clip of Shannon and Kelly Dodd sitting a season, whatever, a few seasons ago during that time at a bar, shocking, drinking, shocking, shocking. And Shannon saying, getting a DUI with her Barbie hands, right? Getting a DUI is the stupidest thing you can ever do. Stupidest thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. No comment. I want to get back to, I'm not talking about Shannon today, but also like, why aren't we getting a statement from Shannon? I would like a statement. I feel like we deserve one. I feel like she should give one. I feel like there should be some sort of conversation about this. It feels a little silent. I don't know. Is she pretending it like it didn't happen? We're moving on. I don't know. Why are you getting a DUI? If you're not watching on YouTube, you're probably like, what the F? Okay. Yes, because it's a pending charge. That makes sense. But I also would love to hear like, oh, okay. So maybe she doesn't even want to take responsibility and say, I'm sorry. Like, I apologize for this horrible thing. And I've really like, I'm going to change or something like that, whatever. I don't know. So Uche has had an affair 100%. Because I'm just, <laughs> uh, just in my opinion, because I think 100% someone that, that acts that way to someone cheating in their past is, is someone that also has some skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he just had sex with one of the other girls. Ridiculous. Okay. So that's Uche and Aaliyah and we just found out, oh, can I give you spoilers? I'm not going to give you too many spoilers. Okay. That's it on that. Then meanwhile, Izzy, I love Izzy. Izzy ended up having another experience with Johnny. Cray, 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 cray. That girl's cray. And also I just was, mm, this is going to sound mean. It's going to be mean, but I'm just going to be honest. 
I was closing my eyes during Johnny scenes because, you know, you're not allowed to see these people. So sometimes I like to close my eyes when I'm watching Love is Blind and be like, Jesse, I have no idea what they look like and I'm just listening to their voices, right? Izzy, I love. I mean, obviously, I think he's very cute, but just his personality, his voice, so cute. Johnny is like this. I don't know why you don't love me. You should love me. I just don't understand why you don't love me. Like, I was thinking to myself while I was watching it, you you like this? Izzy, we're into this? I was confused by that. Like, this is not about looks. Remember, they don't see each other. It was, she doesn't speak very well. Like, it, there was something off about the very, like, drawn out or I don't know. I Baby Fat says Johnny speaks choppy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Andrew says Johnny ain't it. Johnny really ain't it. That's a great way to end that love is blind segment. There's some really cute little couples. Taylor. Is that her name? The blondie. Cute. There's some really cute couples, but I'm going to leave it there because I want to give you guys some more time to watch it. If you're, if you're not watching love is blind, get on that shit. Let's move it on to um, Stacy reminds you from Genesis from the real world. Stacy is, 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 is Izzy's, right? Is Stacy, her name, Izzy's girl. Stacy is, she reminds me of a cuter Leah McSweeney from, um, Roni. She's so cute, like obsessed with her. I really like her. Okay. Let's move on. Roni. Timestamps. Roni, Roni, Roni. Guys, again, I know you're going to hate me on this one. Uba needs to sit down. <laughs> Aaron was so unfairly treated in this episode. I thought it was disgusting. I personally relate to Aaron on the show. I hate to say it. Hate to say it. Why? A lot of you guys think she's Eeyore. A lot of you guys think she's mean. A lot of you guys think she has problems with everyone. I'll tell you why. Because she's the only one that's real. Who wouldn't have an issue with half the shit that's happening on that show? Who wouldn't have an issue if one of your flirty friends that wants to, you know, have sex with with a cop, every single person that she sees, Bryn, was telling your husband, you know, something along the lines of, uh... I, you know, when you guys have a divorce, call me at your engagement. Who wouldn't have an issue with that? Who wouldn't have an issue with someone that was, you know, saying, I won't go out to dinner with you because it's at Catch Restaurant? Like, I think Aaron is us. Aaron is us. And these other girls are living in some sort of distorted reality that they think that behavior, the behavior that they're doing is normal. And I'm saying this like lightly, but I really honestly felt sick watching Aaron yesterday. Now, remember, I am Jewish and I'm also Israeli. My mom is Israeli. When Aaron called her dad, Abba, that's what you call father in Hebrew and you call mom, Ima, and you hear her dad with his Israeli accent, Erin, don't, don't you worry, okay? Don't you worry. Don't go and talk to her. Have her come to talk to you. Listen, she is not worth your time. When I heard this accent, when I tell you, I was home. I was home. I was like, that's my family. Like, I am related to Aaron. I loved that she called her dad. And I say this as someone that doesn't have a relationship with my dad. It was so sweet that she went to him because Uba, 
was acting absolutely off the wall. Now, I'll give you guys just a little five-minute recap. Last episode, Erin, who likes to prank and have fun, thought she was having fun by pranking Uba back. Uba pushed Erin in the pool. That's a hard no for me. I would never like to be pushed in the pool. Then, in order to prank her back, she took her phone, which Uba left in the car. So Uba, it's not like she went into Uba's bag, stole her phone. Uba left the phone in the car. The driver gave it to Erin, and Erin took it, and she said, and she said, I will not be, uh, I will not give it back to Uba for 45 minutes or however long. Uba panicked like a crazy person, really panicked. I understand that panic of not having her phone. That would scare me too. But instead of just leaving at that, they, she, she kept it going. She kept it going. She was so mad the next day. And some crazy stuff happened where Aaron was wearing sunglasses, as you do when you're on vacation. It wasn't like as an act of FU. She was wearing sunglasses. They were about to leave the house. And Uba pulled off her glasses and said, don't you talk to me with your glasses like that. And Aaron's like, whoa. Now remember, Uba is tall and she is in her own words. She said it. So I'm not saying this. She said, I acted aggressively. So she was talking like Uba would scare me too. She's so beautiful and so funny. I really have always liked Uba. This episode made me say, she's almost like, you know, those people that once they're on it, you can't get them back, right? You can't get them back. And she just like could not get off of this. I hate Aaron train. So if that wasn't bad enough, she wouldn't give her her sunglasses back for 45 minutes. Poor Erin just like kind of took it like a, like a, she took it like a champ because I would probably have lost it, either yelled or cried, but she took it like a champ and just let it be. They went to this bar and of course, Sai is like, you know, well, Sai actually was sitting, I like Jenna in this episode because I felt like Jenna was, Jenna Lyons was actually giving Aaron some love where no one really was. Sai tried to stay medial, like in the middle, but she was too hungry to or something maybe, I'm guessing, I'm assuming, because, you know, Sai is the hungry one. We've seen it now in every freaking episode. And they go to this bar. Was it Dylan's? They go to this bar. And at the bar, what happens is, um, you know, they start drinking all this rum. And I think everyone thinks it's a calming down. And so Aaron says to Uba, like, why, I don't, why are you talking to me like that? Or can't we just have a normal conversation? She tried to like, you know, how sometimes like you're freaking out, losing it. And then now we're sitting and we're drinking and you gave me my sunglasses back. And can we just be okay? And in that moment, she, Uba was like, don't you talk to me. You're not allowed to talk to me that way. Da, da, da. Again, heightening back up. And Aaron's like, what? So they leave, they sit somewhere else. All the girls are playing limbo and pretending nothing's wrong. And I felt, felt for Aaron because if one girl was being highly mean to me and all the other girls just pretended like it's all good, number one, this is an interesting side. Aaron keeps leaving. Aaron's the Shannon Bedore in that sense of Roni. She keeps leaving, right? She left the wreath-making class. Remember that wreath-making event? She left that because she was upset. And everyone's like, bye, Merry Christmas. Huh? Then she left the bar, right? When she was like, I'm leaving, I'm going home. She went to the lunch and then she was like, that's it, I'm out. And everyone's like, bye. What is happening with these people? They, they really aren't friends, right? They really weren't friends before this show. It must be because there's no way in the world, there's no way that 
I leave a dinner, a lunch, an event, a party, whatever, and no one, I mean, I guess Jenna kind of helped her, but no one came to me or texted me or called me or walked to me and said like, Donna, no, 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 don't leave. Like everyone's like, okay, bye. I'm just going to eat my lunch. It's weird. They really don't like her. And we know this because then Jessel gets her phone out and decides that she has a full list of all the issues that Aaron has with Jessel or that Jessel has with Aaron. A full list. And they're driving in this car back and everyone's like, oh my God, we have a list. We have a list. There's a list. (laughs) Fuck you, guys. Sorry. All of them are disgusting for that behavior. That is mean girl behavior. There was one issue and it was Uba and Aaron and they all jumped on. And why we see this as a community and as like, um, you know, an audience and say like, yeah, that's so funny. Anyone out there, I don't care if you hate Aaron, anyone out there that watches that show and sees that kind of behavior where all these girls are laughing about how horrible one is and they're all talking about this book and then they all want to bring it up to her later in the jacuzzi and they're all okay with it. No, you're not a good person. You're not a good person. Sorry. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not good. It's not humane. Like it's awful behavior. Unless you like the, the bully mean girl, like grouping on it, it takes me back to the Sutton, um, of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last year. I don't like it. It's like the Heather Dubrow in OC. What's up with that? Now, a lot of you guys think that people have issues with Aaron because of her relationship with Lizzie. Lizzie was the girl who was on the show but then left because of the, some anti-Semitic comments. Don't ask me about that because you know where I sit on that. Um, I just think there's always going to be that one person and it's Aaron this season and she takes it like a – she really does take it like a champ. And then next season, it's going to be someone else. And the second they saw – this was crazy. The second they saw – um everyone falling, like Aaron falling apart. And they're like, it was crazy. All of a sudden, Bryn's like, guys, I think we actually broke her. We got to stop. Guys, I, I, I think we've taken it too far. How about don't go that far so that you're not getting someone to sit and cry on camera. How humiliating on camera because everyone is going at her. Now, I'm not saying that Aaron is perfect. She's also been kind of awful like to Jessel before. We've seen this. I'm just saying this is a bad mentality to the point where When then all of a sudden, the second she started crying, everyone decided to be her friend again. Oh, she's crying. Let's be her friend. Oh, she's crying. I hated it. Hated it. And then now all of a sudden, Uba and Aaron are thick as thieves again to the point where they were sitting at that final dinner and they were having some stupid conversation about some stupid outfits because that's seriously the stupidest conversation I've ever heard where they're sitting there talking about, what was your favorite outfit I wore? Guys, if you go out to dinner with me, just going to be honest. If you go out to dinner with me and you start talking about your favorite outfits or like happens with some of my girlfriends. And if you're listening to this, I love you. But sometimes we go and sit down and they're like, where'd you get your eyebrows done? Where did you buy that purse? Oh my gosh. I love those shoes. Wait, wait, when was the last time that you got your hair done and your arms look so buff? I'm like, get me out of here. Like we're, mm give me the alcohol and let me run. Like I can't handle people. I can't handle conversations like that. I can't. It feels so surface. It feels so. So this is what we're dealing with. You're sitting there going around the room talking about each other's favorite outfits. Guess what I did? You guys off. I turned that shit off. I turned the show off. 
10 minutes left and I was like, I'm bored. It's not a good sign for Roni. I wonder what you guys think about Roni. Okay. Last but not least, we have to talk about sister wives, sister wives, y'all. One thing I learned from last night's episode, and it's something I never, ever wanted to know, that Cody thinks that Janelle is hot for him in bed because he's got pecs and six-pack abs. I think Cody and Janelle have had way wilder sex than Travis and Taylor will ever. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that's pretty, with authority, I'm willing to bet on it. I think Cody and Janelle are freaking the sheets and that's all they cared. That's literally all they had. I think they were sexually so turned on for each other. I think like the sight of Janelle, like Janelle looking at Cody, I think she always has been so hot for him. And I guess he's hot for her. And I bet you they do crazy, crazy ish in the bedroom, which is why Christine, he was not attracted to Christine because Christine was probably a little bit more, you know, missionary. Like let's, let's, let's have sex. Right. And I do believe that, that Cody and Janelle's insane, insatiable sex life (laughs) is what is the only thing that's keeping them together until this moment. Cause I think she hates him and I think he hates her, but I think they can't stop. They, They look at each other late at night. They're like, let's go on the beanbag of all places. I think, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. And Robin cries during sex. We know that, right? A hundred percent. Sobbing Robin cries during sex. A hundred percent. You know, they will have sex. And right after she's like, Cody, the way that you entered me was just so special. It was the real deal. It was the real deal. That's how they say real deal. The real deal. And then, you know, what's scary is that I guarantee you they're probably co-sleeping with Solomon and Ariella. Is that her name? Ariella, the little ones? I guarantee you Solomon and Ariella are sleeping in the family bed. They have a family bed. Robin and Cody for sure have a family bed, which is like not just a normal king size bed. It's seven twin size beds put together. And even the 20 year old girls sleep in there, I think. I think everyone is sleeping in there. And they all like, they hold hands and they sing, kumbaya, my Lord, kumbaya. What do you guys think? (laughs) Yeah, she always has the biggest house. It's true. And the reason why she has the biggest house is because she carries the most stuff. She's the biggest hoarder you've ever seen because they have to have all the ingredients for their disgusting crepes. Oh, Cody, I'm going to make a crepe with tuna and Nutella. (laughs) I got to get my protein for my pecs and my abs. <laughs> Mary, Mary, meanwhile, has decided to really pull her LuLaRoe store out of Flagstaff and bring it to the B&B in Utah. And Mary, 
leave Cody already, which we know you will, and start dating your bestie. You guys are having fun. I think Mary and her bestie needs to, you know, they need to like really just seal the deal. There's, have you ever seen two, two friends so freaking happy together? Oh yeah. Like Kyla and Morgan, maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mary, <laughs> the comment, I love when Mary gets trashed and sells LuLaRoe on live. Yeah. I guarantee you, Mary and that girl, they just, they take, you know what they drink? They drink Malibu rum. They drink, no, they drink Captain Morgan. Don't you think? Do you guys think that they uh, drink, I feel like they drink Captain Morgan and Coke. Like what I used to drink in high, in college. Who makes a better, who, who's a better couple, Kyle and Morgan or Mary and her bestie? I would like to know. Um, okay. So anyway, she's moving to the B&B. Meanwhile, Christine is color me mining it. She is so happy with her family with, oh, guys, McKelty. Christine's daughter, McKelty, seems really sweet. Christine's son-in-law, Tony. <laughs> How do we say it? Um, he talks about the fact that he has tried all the ice cream flavors. Basically, what that means of trying all the ice cream flavors is I've, I've done my thing. I've, I've, so, I've spread my seed. I have been a player. I have been around the block. I've been doing it. I took all, I hooked up with all the girls before I found you, McKelty. I don't want to know that, see that, imagine it, or picture it. Tony, no. We got it. We got it. We got to say no. <laughs> That's a no for me, Tony. I don't want you to try my ice cream. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, so much fun, you guys, so much fun to have all these conversations with you. This was a long one. You guys got a 50 minutes today for a daily dose of Donna. Thank you so much for subscribing, for liking, for all those things. I will talk about this more tomorrow, but if you've been dying to launch your own podcast, a lot of you guys, a lot of you dosers have been wanting to launch your own podcast. I am starting a four week course small, small, small live course, a class where I'm going to walk you guys through how to start and launch your own podcast. It's starting in October. The link will be below in the show notes and everywhere. We'll have so much fun and you'll get to work with me individually directly. We're going to get your show off the ground. And if you are interested in that, I have a payment plan and everything. It starts October 3rd. The link will be below and their spots. So get in there. All right, you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your Monday and I'll talk to you manana. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.